Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Airplane Mode. I am Temi. And I'm Liz. So in our last episode, we teased that we would be talking about our travel hacks, but we kind of ran out of time and we focused pretty much only on ways to save money on plane tickets. We offered a lot of ideas, so take a listen. But today we're picking up where we left off and we'll be talking about some more things regarding traveling, like packing a carry-on, travel insurance, and things like that. So stay tuned. Hey, Tammy. Hey, Liz. How's it going? It's good. good. How have you been? It's I, been forever. I know it has been. It's been good. Life has been, you know, it's been an adjustment here in the USA, but, you know, we're making it work. I feel like recording a podcast is just like partly to record the podcast, but mostly just to catch up. I know. And it's good because now we like have scheduled times. I meant to tell you, I went to a running club this morning. And anything. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I was like, I really got to do something like getting like I got to find a way to make friends because all my college friends are some of them are still here, but a lot of them have moved. So I went to this running club and we ran like a little less than eight kilometers, but like four and a half miles. Like it was like seven point six. And it, yeah. it wasn't like horrible. Like I was like, OK, before coming to Abidjan, I would have been like, I want to stop. But like, I feel like having run with you and then like, I kept telling myself like, Liz and I ran 13 kilometers. I can do this. I can, I can do this. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I mean, we was like, yeah. oh, I feel like Liz would love this. I wish Liz, I wish I had my run on. But it's okay. Can I found a boxing gym? There is one and I'm going to a trial class on Wednesday. The only thing is like, I don't think having a one-on-one coach I've just sort of come to the conclusion that until I'm rich one day that's just a luxury that I have in Abishan because it's like the gym I think the gym is like it's like 140 a month 140 dollars a month and you yes yeah but that's like for like two classes and I have to like yeah yeah and I have to tell myself Yanni and I when we met I probably met with him about twice a week and each session was, even though it was, you know, more comprehensive because it was one-on-one, each session was like 15000 So that was like $25. So, I mean, that for a month came out. Yeah, it comes out to yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. it's the same. It's just the only difference is I don't get that one-on-one instruction. But Well, I found somebody who goes to Equinox every morning except for Wednesday at 6 a.m. It's a friend of Kevin's. Oh. So I think I'm going to try. And do that? And start doing that. Wow, good for you. I'm going to ask Ooh, you. No, we'll see how <laughs> Also, I've, I saw that, like, you, Kevin, and Z, I've seen you guys, like, hang out. Or is that, like, how's that been going? Yeah, so Z and I went shopping together. So She had already gotten her furniture, and I was, like, getting mine, but we, like, went shopping for some home goods together. Aww. And then there's a big group. I don't know how they all, like, met each other, but they're all mostly Anglophone, but from a bunch of different countries in Africa. So there was Aww. there was two people from Ivory Coast, but then there was a guy from Cameroon. There was, I think there was a girl from Cameroon as well. Zimbabwe was represented. South Africa was represented. Rwanda was represented. Ghana. And I was like, this is so cool. Like people awesome. like from all over the continent. And I was the only non-African <laughs> in the room. Wow. But it was really neat to like, you know, I've hung out with groups that are like all Ivorians or I've hung out with groups that are like 
you know, very expatty, but mostly European. Yeah. But this was the first time that I'd been around a bunch of people who were Africans, but not Ivorians. So it was like cool to get to know some of them. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you guys got to have your own little hangout and that it was sort of like a refreshing difference from the other hangouts. So just going back to what we talked about last time that we recorded, we had just finished talking about traveling light in Europe. And so just to continue with our theme this week, we're going to just sort of pick off where we left off. We talked a little bit about how to pack a carry-on or the best way to pack a carry-on. So in your experience, what do you feel like has been the best way to pack a carry-on for a vacation? So are you thinking, are you talking like carry-on where... I don't have a checked bag or carry on where it's like, I just need the things that I need on the plane and then my checked bags are coming later. Oh, yes. Good question. Carry on and no checked bag. So this is everything okay. you're going to have for your vacation. Okay. Carry on and no checked bag. So I think I think my rule of thumb is obviously looking at the weather. So let's just say for like a warm climate, Senegal, Thailand, whatever, where it's kind of maybe get chilly at night, but you know, I'll probably take like two pairs of shorts, one pair of jeans, one or two casual dresses, one nice dress in case we go out to a nice dinner. And then I usually take one set of clothes to work out in. And then typically I'll take a pair of comfortable but cute sandals. I'll take tennis shoes, always take flip-flops. I kind of like cover like one of each thing, you know, and then one t-shirt and then two or three nicer blouses. So I feel like that's kind of how I cover my bases if I'm really traveling with a carry-on. And then obviously like toiletries, making sure that you're under that three ounces. Yeah. And here's here's a fun thing with the bag. This applies especially to, for women because we have like, you know, our foundation and our skincare products and our toothpaste and like men just, they just toss in their toothpaste and they're good to go. But you actually, the bag that you're allowed is actually larger than like a sandwich bag. It's not as big as like a gallon bag. Mm -hmm. So you can actually get bags that are specifically for like airplane toiletries and you'll get more room than if you just use like a kitchen sandwich bag. Got you. And also like, because I know for me, the thing is often like if I want to bring lotion or like- Tammy wants to pack everything <laughs> in her bedroom when she goes on vacation. This is actually true. <laughs> but like my lotions come in bottles that are way too big for the carry-on. So like maybe if you, I think if you don't have to buy like those little travel empty carry-on containers, maybe keep some of your old containers that are like small enough, rinse them out and use them to put mm -hmm. soaps or things. Like if you have, you know, like a little like hand moisturizer or something and it's run out, I would say just keep it and put whatever it is you need to travel with. Or you could buy yeah. the the little like travel size empty containers on Amazon for mm -hmm. relatively cheap. The problem that I've found is that a lot of times those those little empty travel containers, I feel like every time I buy them, they're cheap and they leak and whatever. So I feel like your idea of using old things that are empty, you're probably better off because I feel like, you know, you buy a hand lotion from Bath and Body, for instance, yeah. it's going to be in a better container than a container you get from Amazon. That's true. And That's I have to though. give props to Liz because she showed me this right before I left Abidjan, which is to pack smart and to make space in your suitcase by using the Marie Kondo method for how you fold. So you can just Google Marie Kondo and 
Yes. It's better than rolling your clothes. Yes. Because you can basically stack them. Like I stack my clothes like upright and then you can just keep squeezing them and squeezing them and squeezing them in. Yeah. (laughs) Is that like the only way to do it is stacking them or can you also stack like squeeze them like this and then put more stuff on top? Does she ever do that? Well, Marie Kondo, her folding method is for like closets. I don't know. She might have stuff about airplane packing too, but yeah. I just realized how much space I saved in my closet by using it. And I was like, I could use this in my suitcase. <laughs> we should take pictures yeah. and post them on our Instagram to explain like these different things we're talking I, about. I agree. Do you have pictures of like stuff that are folded the Marie Kondo way? I can definitely do that. Okay. So why do you take, what are your like carry on mm, essentials? I, so I would agree. I think when was the last time that I, I, okay. When I went to Ghana, I went to Ghana in May and I took a carry on. I packed like one set of like everyday. So I kind of like took your advice, like one set of everyday shoes, a pair of like sandals that could be both everyday, but also could be a little bit more like fancy when I was going out. It's hot, so I packed one or two nice dresses. I packed like this everyday romper, which I can kind of wear in like a lot of different situations. A pair of shorts. I use the trick where I put my toiletries in like smaller used containers that I'd already used in the past. And I also think I really like had to consolidate my makeup. So I like literally was like, okay, let me go through like a typical day if I'm just doing everyday makeup. And I only took the things that I would use for everyday makeup. So I didn't like take the extra eyeshadow palette or anything like that. So yeah, I would say two nice dresses, a pair of shorts, one like everyday romper, one nice pair of pants that could be like worn for like work settings and then I think I packed two or three pairs of shoes and then toiletries and makeup but all very like reduced so yeah yeah and what about when you when you have checked luggage what do you put in your carry-on that's okay honestly I just like hope and pray that I never lose my checked bag so I don't really like think of oh I should put this I sort of just put what will add extra weight to the check luggage. I put it in my hand luggage or my carry-on because typically they don't weigh it. Unless it's Abidjan, then they decide to weigh it. But like (laughs) I, yeah, so I've typically like if I have a heavy speaker or just something that I know will like add a lot of weight, I put it in my carry-on bag because I know that as long as it can fit overhead, it's fine. And then maybe like case my, I put like all the emergency things. So like at least four or five pairs of underwear, at least like a toothbrush, toothpaste, an outfit that I could wear if all else fails, and like a pair of shoes. And any of my, Mm -hmm. all of my valuables. So if there's any jewelry that I particularly like, my speaker, headphones, iPad. Well, iPad or like laptop, that would all go inside my actual like bag. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the top things... I have in my carry-on when I when I also have checked luggage is obviously the electronics. One hack I will say for like being on the plane is if you have a nice pair of headphones, Beats or whatever, get an aux cord because a lot of them have an aux connection. Then you can use your nice headphones to watch movies on the plane. True. So even though like my nice headphones are Bluetooth, they also have an aux cord. So yeah, I started taking that. But yeah, I always take an eye mask because then I can sleep better. 
I always take a change of clothes, if especially if I'm traveling internationally, because I feel like I always want to change clothes if I have a layover, anything like that. Plus, if your suitcase does get lost, then you've got like at least one extra pair of clothes to rely on, I guess. <laughs> but one one thing that I like to do is I recently got this backpack that has a little loop where you can put it over the handle of your carry-on suitcase. And so what I do is when I go through security, all my electronics are in the backpack. So I can pull them out really easily and quickly. Then when I put everything back, I just put any electronics that I won't actually use on the plane, like my laptop, in my carry-on, because then it reduces any weight that I'm going to have on me. I always take a jacket because I always get cold on flights. I always wear socks on the plane, again, because I get cold. And yep, I think that's kind of my carry-on game. I, I will say I'm different from you in that I try not to put extra weight in my carry-on. Got it, yeah. But I think that's like a personal preference. Yeah. Even if it's a roller one? Yeah. Mm, got I don't know. Fair. Yeah, it would make sense because, you know, obviously if I put more stuff in my carry-on, I could take more LaCroix when I went back to Abhijah. But... <laughs> but question, have you ever had an airport weigh your carry-on before besides Abhijah? I don't think so. I think Abhijah is the only airport that weighs it. I, I honestly feel like they just... When we were leaving Abishan, Pierre, we weighed our stuff. And then the guy was like, all of your stuff combined is too much. It goes over the weight limit. But then, so he had to go back to the counter where we got our tickets and basically check his bag in. But when he weighed that bag on the scale at the counter, it weighed less on that scale than it weighed on the scale that they were <laughs> using to check carry-on stuff. So I feel like they have like, I don't know, how do you say it? Like they have a faulty scale. I think it's scale honestly, yeah. As my money. guess is it's okay. going back to like corruption in Abidjan. It's like, you know, slip them a dollar, slip them a couple dollars and they'd let you through. Yeah. I almost wonder if they almost do that to be like, oh, if they really want to take it. No, de I'm de yeah, I've definitely I, seen yeah. people like slip some cash and their bags magically weigh less. And here's this was a crazy thing. So when I went to Lebanon, I traveled with my friend Getty and her brother. And when we went through like passport control, they were giving me a hard time about my passport being like, oh, it's having an issue with the scanner. It's an American passport. We don't have the right scanner for this. Da -da 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 -da. Like they were not going to let me through because they were having issues with their scanner. Was this in Lebanon or in? No, no, no. This was here in Abidjan. Wait, to like um, leave the country? to leave the country. And so finally her brother just like slipped the lady basically the equivalent of $3 and she finally scanned my passport and let us go. That's crazy. So it was one of those things where they were basically holding us hostage unless he like slipped her some cash. Damn. And there was, and it's not like one of those things where, and the same thing with the suitcase, it's, it's not something where there's actually a rule or there's actually something that you're doing wrong. It's like, they're literally holding you hostage. Yeah. And so. I guess like there is a weight limit online, but like every airline is just like, as long as you can fit this overhead, we don't care, you know, but yeah. like, and maybe if you had a 50 pound carry on, they would say something. But... <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like it's <laughs> yeah. two like, kilos. Like, I don't know. Like we don't want that falling out on somebody's head. <laughs> Fair. I, I totally hear you though on the whole scale. It's not right. Yeah. Okay. So I see here for the airplane hacks that, there is order wine is your drink. Why is that? Tell us more. Okay, so if you order wine, like it just makes you sleepy. So especially if you have like an overnight flight and they're serving dinner, order wine. Even if you never drink wine, order wine. Yeah. Like 
Yeah. Because you'll drink it and you'll just feel so much sleepier and you'll sleep so much better on the flight. That's that's why I say order wine. Question. Have you ever flown like business or something? And if so, do you think that it's actually better or easier to fall asleep in business than in economy? I've only flown business one time and it's because I got bumped because okay. they overbooked the flight. And so me and one of my friends got bumped into business. Gotcha. So it was like a luck of the draw thing. But I think it was, and it was an overnight flight. I think it was easier to fall asleep. The biggest reason is because, I mean, business still aren't the seats that are like bougie where they turn into a bed or whatever, but they lean back further. Gotcha. And so I feel like just because of that, you can get more comfortable. Got you. But if you get lucky... And you're on a flight that's not very full. There's been multiple times where I've just like taken up three seats and that's laid true. down and just, you know. That's true. So if you're lucky and it's a flight that's not very full, then you're almost better off in economy. Because <laughs> I know. But no, I've never, I've never paid to upgrade. Gotcha. To business or first class. What about you? Have you? No, I've never. I mean... I mean, I paid to upgrade to premium economy, but I have heard like people say like some first class tickets, like you can just, like you said, they turn into beds. You, I do feel like that would make a big difference if you had like an actual bed. Oh, yeah. I would like to get to a place in my travel life where I can fly business or first class yeah. without batting an eye because I'm sure that it would make yeah. The recovery part of the trip much nicer, but until that day happens, I did. Well, I you remember because when I went to Thailand, I paid less than two thousand dollars. I think it was like twelve hundred dollars for my ticket to Thailand, and that was round trip. Yeah, and I flew Emirates, and so coming back, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see about like bumping up to like business or first class for just doing it one way, one leg of the trip, and not both it was going to cost an extra seven thousand dollars are you not joking that was the business class that was not first class and i was like yeah i'll do that when i'm like older and richer and have an even better job than i do now (laughs) wait but is that was that because it was full or is that like because if you had just booked it from the beginning do you really think it would have been that much more some honestly, a lot of times it's cheaper to upgrade your ticket than it is to buy it flat out. That's crazy. Seven thousand for one leg. Yes. Like that's the like, whole vacation. Uh, that's literally I know, seriously. on the plane ticket. Wow. I spent less for three weeks in Thailand plus my plane ticket. Like I didn't even come near. No. I probably spent like a total of $3,000 on everything. Imagine having to explain that to yourself, like looking back at like your bills and being like, yeah, I spent 7000 on this one leg when I spent three <laughs> on the entire thing. Oh my gosh. No, that's not that bougie yet. Yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Maybe someday. We can aspire to that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Shall we talk trip insurance, travel insurance? Actually, before we do that, do you have any do you have any hacks for like feeling less dead after traveling like either sleeping on the plane or anything like that? I would say it depends on when you arrive. So like if you're going to arrive at your destination at night or the time of sleeping, I would say definitely get some rest, but try to like make sure that when you're getting off the plane, you're in a position where like you're ready to go to sleep and just go to sleep when you get to where you're going. Cause that like when I came back to the States, I landed at like 4.50 and I think I went to bed at like 
I, I had to like wait a little bit, but I went to bed at like eight. But like with that, I think it probably wouldn't have helped me if I went to bed at like six and then woken up at like three because then my body still would have been on the Parisian time or Abidjan time. So I feel like trying to adjust your body back to the time of where you're coming from, even if it's like I'm going to drink some coffees and not go to sleep until like it is time to go to sleep or I'm going to take a melatonin this one time and just go to sleep even though I'm really not tired and I don't want to sleep. Just again, as much as you can to get your body on like the new time zone early as possible, I would say is the best thing you could do in that situation. Yeah, totally agree. And like forcing yourself, if you're traveling in the other direction, like forcing yourself to wake up at no later than like 8 a.m. or something only sleep in like an hour or so more than you would normally sleep in yeah because the more you start to wake up on the time zone you're in the faster you'll or your body will get used to it for sure yeah but if you have an overnight flight try to sleep drink that wine (laughs) and take an eye mask yes eye mask is a lifesaver i sometimes take earplugs too it helps if there's kids on the flight true traveling with families or next to families i always feel really bad for them because i know that they're just distressed yeah they probably feel bad that their kids are making noise and everything they want their kid to be quiet more than we do probably yeah but me feeling bad for them doesn't make it less annoying (laughs) how much time do we have we've got like 10 minutes okay we could talk a little bit about travel insurance yeah. Do you get travel insurance when you travel? I don't. And it's, I probably don't listen to me. Don't follow my example because <laughs> it's bad, but I don't. But. So I, I get travel insurance and part of it, because I somewhat permanently live abroad right now, and you probably shouldn't follow my advice either, <laughs> but because health insurance in the U.S. is so expensive and, you know, I'm young and dumb. I actually don't pay for health insurance. I just pay for, basically, it's travel insurance. It's called Safety Wing, and it covers me for anything that happens here that's not preventive health. So, like, I couldn't go for a yearly checkup and have it covered, and I can't go, God forbid, I had cancer. Like, it wouldn't be, that. those kinds of things wouldn't be covered. But, like, last week, I, I got cut at the bus station on a baggage as I was kind of stepping over it. And that's going to be completely covered by this insurance. And it's like $43, $45 a month. And it also covers lost luggage. It even covers me for scuba diving, which is considered an extreme sport because I'm scuba certified. So any accidents, it covers like political unrest. So if for any reason I would need to be like evacuated out of the country because of war or any sort of thing like that, they would cover that. So for sure, if you're like a nomad and you're traveling a lot, I would highly recommend Safety Wing because it just, it covers you for everything. Yeah. They are not sponsoring us, but they totally, they should, they should. But no, I I highly recommend Safety Wing. The only, and the only country it won't cover you in is the U.S. So if I'm traveling, actually, if I travel to the U.S., I purchase travel insurance. So like with my plane ticket or whatever. So that way I'm covered while I'm in the U.S. because Safety Wing won't cover me while I'm in the U.S. Which you can get plans through Safety Wing, but then the cost goes up because cost of medical stuff in the U.S. is so much higher. But I will say that like 
when I've had things in the U.S., like I've gone to the doctor in the U.S. for specific things that, you know, I'd rather do there than than here. When I pay out of pocket, like I went to, I went for an exam last January or something, and I told him I was paying out of pocket and the price went from like $499 to like $100 because I was paying out of pocket instead of paying through insurance. Mm. So there's definitely something to be said for as long as you don't have extensive medical bills for things that are, you know, chronic illnesses or those kinds of things. Like if, if you're a healthy individual, in some cases, you might be better off paying for expenses out of pocket than having insurance. But please do not just take my advice and go with it. Like talk to other people in your life. Consider like your own personal circumstances because if you do have like a something come up that is a chronic disease, like if you're not on health insurance, then it won't be covered. So don't just like take my word as, as gospel because there's obviously like extenuating circumstances and everybody's everybody's different. You know, I I will definitely second that. Like, I wish I had travel insurance because I got malaria when I was in London. And because I was outside of my program, I ended up, well, we'll see. I'm still like trying to figure out if my Mm -hmm. U.S. insurance will cover it. But it would have been a lot easier if I just had travel insurance. Yeah. Well, and if you have travel insurance and you have a lost bag, you can go buy some clothes and they'll cover that. If something gets stolen, they'll cover it. I was pickpocketed one time when I was in Italy and because I had travel insurance, they refunded me all the stuff that was stolen from me. Wow. Um, How much did that mean to? I don't remember. It wasn't like a, it was mainly like my, thankfully I didn't have my passport on me. um, So it was really like my wallet and it wasn't my cash wallet. So basically it had my credit cards, it had my driver's license. So like they covered the price of the wallet. They covered the price of having my driver's license replaced. And like there were a few other things in there, I think that they covered. But yeah, they just, they sent me a check for the cost of all the stuff that was stolen. So highly recommend travel insurance. Safety Wing is phenomenal, but you can also get travel insurance when you buy your plane tickets. There's usually a checkbox. Um, There's also, I think it's called IMG. Yeah, IMG Insurance, IMG Global. They have good travel insurance as well. So I feel like instead of going on to the next thing, because I have to dip really quickly, we should maybe take our picture and tell everyone that we'll continue our travel hacks. We still have a lot more to talk about, but we will continue it next time. I almost feel like we could even make what we've done thus far a two-part. Oh, yeah, we've talked for like... An hour at least. But this so. is good because I really feel like this is like us just like catching up with each other because it's been so long. I know. I like this a lot. And then we're also like being productive and making a podcast, you know? So yeah, right, I'm going to grab my phone. And, like, okay. You want to do like a selfie? Yeah. It's kind of hard to see. It's like you're. Uh, oh, on yours that we're side by side. Yeah. Because I, I, but you can make it that oh, way. Oh, gotcha. Mine's just a little, little tiny me in the corner. Oh, but I feel like there's so much more. I want to ask you about what your plans yeah, are no. for the for the can and January, okay. but I do gotta go because I don't want to be. I already missed my last dentist yeah. appointment because I forgot that it happened. Oh no! So I gotta bounce. <laughs> All right, I'm well, so happy that go we get got your to teeth clean. Thank you. All right, I'll see you. Love you lots. It was great to talk. I love you. Okay. See you. <laughs> Bye.